she says, Hazrat Maryam alayhi salam, Oh my Lord, how may I have a child when no male has touched me? In the other verse she says, No, am I a woman of indecency? So what she means is, Through halal or haram, no male has touched me. So Allah says to her, that That's Allah, He creates what He wills. And when He decrees a matter, He just says, Be, and it is. And Allah will teach him the book and the practice of the Anbiya, the prophetic practices, wal-hikmah, wisdom, and the Torah and the Injil. And he will be a mighty Nabi to the Bani Israel. So yeah, it's clear. Hazrat Isa came to the people, the Bani Israel, the Israelites. And he would say to them that I've come to you with a great sign from your Lord. And yeah, Hazrat Isa mentions to the people the miracles that he can perform. Because every Nabi of Allah came with miracles. That I will prepare for you from clay the form of a bird and I would blow into it and it would become a bird by Allah's leave. And I would cure the born blind and the leper and give life to the dead by Allah's leave alone. And I would be able to notify you of what you eat. Meaning what you ate earlier, I can tell you what you ate and what you hoard and conceal and preserve in your homes. And in this is a great sign if you but believe. And I will confirm the messages before me and I will in the Torah and I would legalize for you certain aspects that were prohibited to you. Because the Israelites actually, some explanations is that because of their stubbornness and incessant questioning, not to practice, but questioning out of stubbornness, Allah made it difficult for them because of their stubbornness. So Hazrat Isa salam legalized certain things that were prohibited before him. And I've come to you with great, great signs from your Lord. So fear Allah and obey me. Indeed, Allah is my Lord and your Lord. So worship him. This is the correct path. Hada siratum mustaqim. And when Hazrat Isa salam perceived from them that they have kufr, many of them wanted to, to defy and deny. He said, who will help me in the cause of Allah? His disciples, his sahaba said, we are the helpers of Allah. We have brought iman on Allah and bear witness that we are but Muslims, meaning we submit to Allah. And this is what we should show, share with people. Show them, what is a Muslim? One who submits to Allah's will totally. And Allah give us tawfiq, respected lovers of sahaba radiallahu anhum. And more so the anbiya alayhimu salawatu wassalam. We love every Nabi of Allah. We are Muslim. What is a Muslim? To submit to Allah's will, to give in to Allah's command, to love Allah's command, to accept Allah's command, to submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happily. This is what is Muslim. Allah forgive us. Sometimes and many a time we're born in Muslim homes, but we take our deen for granted and we don't value our deen. And what happens is our hearts become hardened. And then slowly, slowly we lose our iman. And what is our guarantee that we'd be able to leave this world with iman and leave this world with kalima? Really, we have to worry about our iman. Really, especially in times like today, where the attack is on our iman. The attack is on our deen. That's why Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, when he returns, when he returns, Allah will give him the strength to end off the fitna of the Antichrist. But what is this fitna of Dajjal? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. So many signs, so many signs that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam explained and expressed that would happen before the Day of Judgment is happening right before our very eyes today. Really, we have to hold on firm onto our iman.
In Surah Al-Kahf, Allah, Allah mentions different, different tests and examinations. And the lesson here is that a believer has to worry about these matters. It's not just reciting Surah Al-Kahf, that you and I should with importance recite, but it's also analyzing this chapter. Like the first incident is these youth who prioritized their iman. They were prepared to forsake everything, all their luxuries and everything around them. But they were not prepared to give in to the king who was trying to enforce it upon them to forsake their iman. Allah mentions them. They stood before that ruler who enforced it on them to denounce the iman. They gave that ruler dawat. They said to him, Our Rabb is the Rabb of the heavens and the earth. We would never defy against our Allah. He wanted to assassinate them there and then, but Allah softened his heart. So what he says to them is, Go, you would be returned to me tomorrow. I give you one night to actually ponder and deliberate over this matter. It was Allah who softened his heart to make this happen because their conviction was that Allah is the doer and Allah is going to help us. And they were prepared to sacrifice everything for their iman. Historians mention that because they came from prominent homes as well, this is why he felt, give them a chance. He didn't want to leave, lose such support. And that night, these youth gathered Allahu Akbar. Innahum fitya. Allah mentions them as youth. And Allah discusses the consultation. Allah mentions how they gathered and they said, we have to leave them and their idolatry and their shirk that they're ascribing partners unto Allah. We have to leave all of this. But where are we going to go? We can go anywhere even if it be a cave, but our iman is of paramount importance, of the of ultimate, ultimate importance. They gathered, the six of them, and as they were departing, Allah brought to them another man of goodness, who was a shepherd, who joined them, subhanallah. And he was the seventh of them, and he joins them. And as they departed, he says, I know why you all are going, and I also am worried about my iman. And as they depart, Mufassirin mentioned under these verses, that the dog... Of this shepherd, his flock, he actually sacrificed his flock. He left the flock for Allah's pleasure, prioritizing his iman. And this is the lesson for us, that all the wealth in the world will not come with us in our grave. We have to leave this world alone. What will come with us is iman. That's why even in the grave, the first question is, Marrabbuk, Marrabbuk. Everything happening around us, this deception is actually making us think it's happening from here and it's happening from there. And this invitation to everything else besides Allah is increasing daily. And this is the fitna of Dajjal, that when he comes, he'll actually do this to a person physically, where a person will be slit in half. And then he'll say to the, and then he'll join and combine this person. This is Allah's test. Allah allows this to happen. To test the iman of the believer. When he combines this person, he asks him, Would you now accept me as your Rabb? He would actually command the jinn to take the forms of the parents of an individual. And this jinns who he thinks are his parents will say to him, That accept the jal as your Lord. We died before you. We know the truth, oh dear son. Imagine the level of this test. Imagine this is going to happen in this world. But it's actually happening already. But it will happen physically. Now it's happening in different, different mannerisms. In different, different ways. In different, different modes. Daily. Daily. 
a believer is put through the test. What test? Allah's Nabi spoke of this in the hadith. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, يَأْتِي عَلَى النَّاسِ زَمَانِ يُخَيَّرُ فِيهِ الرَّجُلِ A time will come before judgment day where a youngster will be put through the test. And a literal translation is, an individual will be given a choice by his friends, by his society, by his cronies, by his peers, peer pressure. And he'll be told, you will be labeled backward, or else you indulge in all of this filth like us. For them, it's actually very, very tempting. Very, very tempting. You join us in these temptations and these pleasures and live the life and be like us and indulge. And if you don't, we label you backward, slow, Useless, worthless, whichever we can translate, ijs, weak, weakness, you'll be labeled backward or else you join us. Allah's Nabi said, وسلم, when that time happens, jo- don't join them or be like them, but be like me, irrespective of the time you live in and the period you live in and the society you live in. And this is what Surah Al-Kahf is telling us. This is the first test, test, the test of Iman. The second is the test of wealth. Allah mentions the incident of these two friends. One prioritized the hereafter. And the other prioritized this world. And Allah mentions the details of how. Subhanallah. The one who prioritized the hereafter visited his friend after some time in his pomp and glory. And he now invites him to Allah. And what was the response of his friend? 